greetings. This is Mark Gujon, your host of Reality Check. And this week's episode is on Black Lives Matter. Now, I believe that this group or this topic, like many of the topics, is a controversial one. And there's going to be a diverse range of opinions ranging from very pro to very con. Um, I would like to start off the podcast by saying that I will only be speaking about the organization Black Lives Matter, and I will not be discussing the phrase Black Lives Matter, uh, so I don't want that to get confused. Uh, secondly, I think this is relevant because during my research, it has become apparent that Black Lives Matter is a believer uh, in critical race theory. And in critical race theory, as a white man, I don't really believe that I'm supposed to be talking or my opinion is not valid per se. So I'm just getting that out of the way. I'm a white, straight, Christian conservative. And in many ways, uh, I don't feel all that comfortable talking about that issue because I don't feel welcome discussing uh, these racial issues when it involves anyone else other than white people. And I mean, I suppose that might be my problem. I don't know what that is, but I just don't want to offend anyone. But I will be discussing about this and I hope everyone can enjoy the show. So let's get down to business. Um, I think the number one topic that I'll be discussing today or I will be discussing today, is the polarization and interpretation of what Black Lives Matter is and how it, what it means to people. Uh, I think this is the most interesting perspective that I uh, feel comfortable talking about because uh, I'll admit, in the conservative world, it has a very negative connotation. And then when you go to the mainstream media, it has a very positive um connotation if you go into social media bubbles and you look at people with black lives matter in their hashtags or their bios it's an incredibly positive uh thing that they feel is and then on the flip side conservatives feel that it's a very dangerous organization with a dangerous ideology and i wonder why that is and i believe mostly it had it, it boils down to the bifurcation of society where conservatives and liberals have two distinct realities, two distinct uh, thought patterns. And I believe that this bifurcation of society is a very dangerous one. We should be able to discuss complex topics, even emotional topics, without um, thinking the other side is malicious or evil. So my plan is I'm going to go straight over to blacklivesmatter.com to let's find out what they're about. It says on the about page of Black Lives Matter, it was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murderer. Black Lives Matter Global Foundation Incorporation is a global organization in the US, UK and Canada whose mission is is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by state and vigilantes. By combating, countering acts, oh, and by combating and countering acts of violence, creating space for black imagination and innovation, 
and centering black joy, we are winning immediate improvements in our lives. It says they are expansive. They are a collective of liberators who believe in an inclusive and spacious movement. We also believe that in order to win and bring in as many people as possible, uh, they need to narrow the nationalist scope that is too prevalent in black communities. They affirm the lives of black, queer, and trans folks, disabled folks, undocumented folks with records, or undocumented folks and folks with records, women, and all black lives along the gender spectrum. Our network centers uh, on those who has been marginalized within the black liberation movement. Uh, they are working for a world where black lives are no longer systematically targeted for their demise. So, I, I mean, overall, interesting perspective. And I'll, uh, in a, as a conservative, I'm going to point out why some of the things that they said already are going to be polarizing. So I'll admit this is a bit devil's advocate. Because, again, I don't really know what I'm allowed to say. So I'm just going to critique some of the things that they say. Because they say they want it to be inclusive for everyone. When you start addressing things like gender spectrum and undocumented folks and folks with records, I believe when you start looking into these things as prime uh, motivators of your group, you're already and in disagreement with how conservatives think and how conservatives view the world. Conservatives do not believe that there is a gender spectrum. Conservatives do not believe that undocumented people have rights to be in the country. So when you're already stating that these things are factual and these things are 100% part of your group, you have set it up where your group is going to be in uh, conflict with the conservative ideology. So these are just simple things that, you know, I don't want to question people's existence, but it's apparent that Black Lives Matter has a certain ideology. Um, there's They have links, all three uh, founding members are openly say that they're trained Marxists. Um, they all believe in critical race theory, which in my opinion is closer to a religion than anything else. And these factors are just are going to be very hard for many conservatives to deal with. And I think if Black Lives Matter truly cared about being inclusive or trying to sell their ideas to conservatives. They wouldn't have such radical views on things as gender and sexuality. Uh, you know, I would focus more on police brutality or police reform, which uh, police reform, I think everyone with a head on their shoulders could realize that uh, police reform needs to happen or not police reform, criminal reform. Uh, there's many people in jail that should not be in jail. And I'm 100% pro that. So I think you know, Black Lives Matter, they have uh, something going on, but at the same time, um, their platform isn't the easiest for everyone to accept. And so next we're going to go into the polarization of the media and the media's treatment of the organization. So the media 
It's like we're living in two different worlds. I legitimately struggle to find any CNN article regarding BLM that could even be remotely interpreted as negative. Or MSNBC, or you name it. You go on Facebook or Twitter, it's, unless you're in the conservative bubble, it's all positivity. Um, it is, I would not say that the group is critiqued fairly. I would say the group is, it's, it's, it's not critiqued fairly at all, because on the conservative side, it's demonized no matter what. On the liberal side, it's demonized, or it's uh, promoted as something closer to a saint-light organization than anything else. And I'm just going to pull up a couple headlines, and these are all conservative headlines I'm first going to discuss. Fox News, contributing opinion from Rob Smith. Black Lives Matter doesn't really care about black lives lost unless group can claim police did it. He says BLM's cult-like tactics are more like those of violent gang than a traditional civil rights group. You know, that's an interesting perspective. Another quote, this is, a, this is a quote in the headline of Fox News. Black Lives Matter leader states, if U.S. doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn this system down. Then we'll go to England. When BLM protester called a black police officer guarding down, uh, Downing Street, a pet N-word reveals Minister Kemi Badenoch. And that lady is the, or the MP, she is the uh, diversity minister of the English uh, government. And she has just stated in England that Black Lives Matter, or at least critical race theory, is closer to a religion. And it has just been, uh, it can only be taught in uh, English schools now with an opposite view. It cannot be taught as a given or that is the reality of what is going on so i mean that's pretty interesting because you know you can look up all of these things about black lives matter and you think you know what it is but if you only lived in the conservative bubble it would come off as a dangerous organization that doesn't actually care about black people and in fact its main goal is to essentially gain power and then on the uh, liberal side is that it's um, a very positive thing and another article that I thought would be very interesting to bring up is from a small newspaper called the Times Union and the Times Union states or the headline says Fox News viewers write about BLM in the same way CNN viewers write about the KKK. And this, uh, I got to say, this article to me is a great demonstration on how polarized our society is, is that you have progressive liberals believing that the KKK is right around the corner and they are going to somehow be reinvigorated to the point that they're going to have the ability to affect our reality and all i can say is i've grown up in, in a very working class world 
I've worked up, I've worked in labor for over 10 years. Um, in Ottawa, I worked with a lot of country fellas. And I can honestly say in my whole life, I have never met one person in my life that could be classified as a true white supremacist. So, and I'm being very honest when I say this, if anyone is going to come into contact with a white supremacist, I feel like, uh, me being an open white conservative, that if a white supremacist was around, they would feel comfortable to say something. Yet I've never heard anything. Not one person in my life have I met that I could deem a true white supremacist. Now, have I met people that I could classify as a racist? <laughs> Easily. But there's a difference between a racist and a white supremacist. And so getting back to that article, there's a few interesting stats or so that they used a machine algorithm to analyze over 85 million comments on 200,000 videos from 600 or 6.5 million viewers. Um, it analyzed the bubble. It, it, it could figure out which was the liberal bubble, which was the, the right bubble. And the computer system basically realized that in one bubble, they were literally discussing the KKK and the BLM in the exact same context. And I find that incredibly fascinating. It's because they're, even I will say that they're the, they're, they're nothing like each other. I, I don't see how that's possible unless you truly believe that Black Lives Matter is a radical uh, terrorist group, which I believe some conservatives are. Other factors from the article I found very interesting is that there's like mirror image words that both groups use to discuss each other where conservatives are called Trump tards or cuck conservatives and liberals are called libtards or snowflakes. And it just shows you how, again, the bifurcation of society and the polarization is semi-worrying because these people discussing things that are truly important to each other's ideologies, their realities, are, they have no respect for each other. And if you have no respect, how are you going to discuss something about rate, like racism possible? Uh, white people are, should be allowed to discuss these things without feeling attacked. And on the opposite, people, other people, people of color should feel comfortable airing their grievances or their opinions. And these are only going to be possible if people have uh, respect for each other. And so I'm just going to go into a couple other things, but we need to take a break first. Thank you. So I'd like to talk about some positives regarding Black Lives Matter. I think the best and most important thing that they're addressing is police reform, or at least prison reform. I believe prison reform is by far the most important issue that they have addressed due to the fact that racialized people and working class people are sentenced far more harshly by the state for the crimes that they commit. 
they are viewed as more dangerous and they need more punishments. I think this is something that needs to happen completely and I look forward to it and I am I applaud their efforts for police reform or a police reform and prison reform to address police reform I agree that police need to use less deadly methods and in my opinion they don't need defunding they need more funding refunding because uh, you can listen to many police officers where they state that they're understaffed and one of the reasons why they need to use deadly force is that when they go into situations often they do not feel uh backed up by other police officers and due to the fact that they don't feel supported they feel more inclined to use uh deadly force because of fear I think they should be trained far more when it comes to mental health. I personally have a cousin who had a, uh, I don't know, a panic attack slash manic episode. And I was there. And when I called the police, the first thing I said to them was that I do not believe he's in the proper mental state. So if he acts out and does violence, please remember that he is a good person and he's just going through a dark time at this moment. So he's not in the right mind. And I police need to know these things. Police need more training. They don't need less training. Police need more police. Because if you add more police officers, they feel safer. And if they feel safer, then everyone's going to feel safer. They need to be trained better on diffusing situations. I think they need to be... Uh, def I think they need more committees with communities they need to discuss these issues with the local communities that they policing i think uh one major problem of our society and i think black lives matter has addressed this is that traditionally in the past police departments have used members of the community they hired from the members of the community to employ in their police departments and I think that's actually a crucial factor because if you, whatever neighborhood you are, whether it be full of Italians, uh, Portuguese, Germans, black people, um, Asians, whatever group, they're not represented in the police force. But even crucially, if there's people coming from outside of the community, outside of the city, outside of your state or province, how are they going to know how you culturally act people from the neighborhood people from that group should be involved in all the policing and all the decision making because they're going to know how to interact with these people so i think black lives matter has done many things but i'm, I'm i feel like maybe i'm rambling a bit um so we're just gonna it's we're we're getting pretty long so i'm gonna finish up and talk about my closing arguments and closing statements regarding the polarization of Black Lives Matter. <laughs> so I'll admit, I learned a lot about uh, Black Lives Matter throughout this podcast, quite a bit. Uh, I, I maybe myself was a victim of the social media bubble where I viewed the group in a certain way, but after doing research and looking for positives and negatives, I think there's a lot of positives of the group. They're, uh, 
they're doing good work. <clears throat> but at the same time, when you have a decentralized group where you're not really sure who the leaders are, it's very easy to one, pretend that everything you do is good. And two, pretend that anyone in your group does anything bad, you're not responsible for. So I believe that Black Lives Matter needs to become a little more organized and have a have a organized structure so that they control their group and members a little better because even if you view the the riots in America I'm not blaming Black Lives Matter but Black Lives Matter when they're there rioters and looters use them as protection against the uh police they hide amongst the pr peaceful protesters and use them as a shield and that needs to be addressed, or I believe the polarization of America and basically the West is going to continue. Um, I, I'm surprised about how different something that seems so straightforward can be interpreted by two different groups, conservatives and liberals. I'm surprised that, that the group in some ways does incredibly positive things but at the same time they have in england links to anti-semitism and even the english premier league something i uh watch avidly they've banned black lives matter the imagery from their jerseys and from their just the whole league because it has too many links to anti-semitism in england and Again, like anything, like and this would be in my opinion on many things, anything that's as big as Black Lives Matter has become will have negative elements, whether it even be individuals or simple ideas. Anything that's been around or for thousands of years or gets big enough will have negative elements to it. And I want to uh, close off with some positivity in the sense that... Um, I, I, I struggled with this podcast because I, I don't really feel comfortable talking about this because in my life as a white fella, I've been told many times that I'm not allowed to have opinions, that I should shut up because I have no right to discuss these issues. And this is by, uh, I would say, family members. My girlfriend is uh, a, a woman of color. She's an Indian woman. Um, she took gender studies and when we dated in the beginning, there was many arguments because I was, you know, I was an ignorant working class fella and she was an educated, um, woman of color, but it's not so much her, but she has friends and family that believe in the same stuff or what's educated in the same topics. And I can't tell you how many times I've been told to be put in my place. So to be quite honest, this is a topic that I did not want to offend people and I didn't want to rub people the wrong way, but it's a reality. We're going to have to address who can say what, and in my opinion, anyone can say anything, but other people don't feel that way. And that's just an element of the polarization of our society. You know, BLM is either superheroes or KKK. That's an absurd notion in itself. It's an absurd notion that people only want to listen to opinions that they already agreed with. So in closing, I've learned quite a lot of Black Lives Matter. I think the group 
has elements of positivity and negativity. And I hope our society can learn to learn from our differences instead of resenting our differences. I hope everyone has a great day and enjoys their life.